Uh, and she said the solution she used was the same. She said, oh, look, no. it was bad stuff, but you could just take a sponge and just sort of push it down in. And then that was fine uh, while you were recuperating from it. So that way she could keep working. And I thought if you meet somebody in a normal dating circumstance, you get some sense of like their hygiene. Yeah. In, in this case, you don't have that sense. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a thing that as, as, a, as a guy, I wouldn't have thought. Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we're going to talk about another unfortunate realization during a threesome, the discovery of a new pleasure frontier after an anal encounter, body counts, and much more. I'm Keith, my co-host is Mike. Mike, I just drank 16 ounces of milk after my run, and I'm feeling a little GI distress. Is there anything affecting your performance for today's show? No, I'm fine. Did you eat any raw eggs? No, I do no. eat a hard-boiled egg every morning now after your prompting. Oh, right. It's low, low, uh, what do you call that? Carb, low-carb morning. Low-carb, low-cal, high-protein. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the milk thing. I assume you it was whole <laughs> milk, not, not non-fat or whatever. I got this sandwich called uh, the Vegan Hippie. And it's a really good sandwich. I know it sounds bad, but it's like avocado and they're like these little shoestring sweet potato crispy things and it's it's a good sandwich it's on really nice bread as well but it doesn't have any protein and so i was trying to use the milk to make up for that but that makes 16 sense. ounces <laughs> i think uh maybe more than my my stomach can handle all right well you can uh if you need to take a break we can do that yeah i'll see what i could do um you had a couple ideas for patter today. Which one do you want to start with? Uh, I think we had them in order. I don't actually have the spreadsheet in front of me, so why okay. don't you? You wanted to talk about how escorts use text messaging to screen their jobs. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I took a note of that. Okay. So, <clears throat> well, actually, actually, the first thing I wanted to... Yeah. Okay. Right. So, you uh, <laughs> are... already annoyed. Uh, yeah. You're generally irritated about this because you are a user of an Android phone. I learned, by the way, what percent of the US cell phone audience do you think uses iPhones? Oh, man. I, I was worried that you had found this out. Yes, it is. They have recently surpassed 50% of the United States market. Right. So it's extremely high. And so it's interesting that it's the- It's preposterously high, given that they cost $1,000. And yes. some vast majority of those iPhone havers do- you know, have no enhanced experience over, say, a $300 phone. Of course. And That's they right. make all kinds of terrible financial decisions, of which this is one. And then they're, you know, not to mention Apple's human rights stuff in China and various other things. And then they're going to virtue signal that, like, I'm the one that's the loser for having an Android phone. Was your phone built in Minnesota or something? Oh, I see. You're going you're to take this approach. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't no, personally care about the human rights too. thing. I don't know. I just assume everything is uh, that I have is made by, you know, is put together by somebody who's yeah. some awful thing is being done to them. Ever since I saw that video of uh, the um, <laughs> baboon eating the deer that was still alive, but first I, I realized that uh, yeah, life is rough. It's life in the big city. But anyway, yeah. okay, look. So, so a large, so, so first of all, when people are using the blue 
whether it's escorts, whether it's a woman who's looking for someone to date, uh, if they're looking for the blue text messages on their iPhone to be some indicator of status, it's kind of a curious thing to do because such a high percent. And actually, the stat I heard was much higher than 50. I heard a stat in the 80s of percent. Of um, Americans so, have iPhones? Yes. which That can't be right. Well, that's what I saw. Okay. Uh, I, but yeah, okay. I mean, let's just stipulate to above we'll, 50. We'll get our fact checkers on that and, and bring it back next Either episode, way. But- yeah. Either way, it's a little bit of a silly way to screen for dating because it's obviously not a high bar when it's that high of a percentage. Um, Good point. And, but the the reason I encountered that escorts use this is because the green text message on the phone could be that you have an Android phone, but actually their assumption is it means that it's yeah. somebody on like Google Voice. Yeah, exactly. So it's just it, a troll. Uh, yeah, I mean- it, it may be, you know, it's X percentage of users don't have the green. Wait, blue blue checkbox is good. That means they blue, have an well, it's the blue. You, yeah, you've used iPhone so little that you don't know that in right. the messages app. Yes, the it's it's the, your messages come up in a little like speech bubble, and if it's got a blue background, that means it was from an iPhone. And if it has a green sake. background, okay. it just means non iPhone. Yes. Yeah. All right. So so non blue havers are are some percent, but they're. A much higher percent of the of the fraudsters, and so it's a really Correct. good it's a really good way to filter out. It's like a identity right. check, basically. So this made me think that, in addition uh, to like a a small, if it's eighty percent, it's not a very good wealth filter, but it is a good identity filter. It's definitely not a good wealth wealth filter filter because I've seen many many people who are in um, professions where I know they're not wealthy that are Look, using Mike, iPhones. You're I mean, preaching to the choir here. I think okay. there's like. For me, uh, people who have a certain income and who have iPhones, like it's a stupidity filter. I'm like, oh, okay, these, these, this person makes bad decisions. So I, I assume then you would agree that uh, it would make sense for somebody either to make an app or for like Google and whatever phone makers to try to come to some sort of arrangement with Apple where s- certain people get some color other than green. Right. So if I send a, let's oh, say I like a paid, middle ground. Yeah. Let's say I'd pay, let's say there's an app you could create like check Keith messaging. And it's like yeah. an app that's that just does text messaging, but it's you have you've come to some arrangement with Apple where like if they use your app, which they costs you know hundred dollars or whatever, yeah, uh, yours come up in red or just that's whatever. A good idea. So that way, Apple should do yes. that. Yeah. Okay. So we because they're agree still on that. moating, they still have a moat for Apple ecosystem right. people. Maybe it hurts it a little bit. I'm not sure. Well, the app could be available on. Apple too. Although, yeah, the main thing would just be, I mean, you could see them because it, I had not considered the new information for me here was that you as an Android user are indistinguishable from somebody that's a spammer from India using right. Google voice. I didn't right. realize that. And once you realize that it's like, oh, they probably should have some annotation to tell women or whoever, uh, the difference because it's, yeah, then it makes it's So in other words, it's not that they're screening in the iPhone users, they're screening out the potential scammers and you look like a scammer. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. When I try to move off of an app, when I meet a new woman online, I almost always suggest we use Instagram because my Instagram profile signals plenty of interesting things about me. That makes sense. It's better than, (laughs) it's better than switching to text messaging because, uh, you know, 80 whatever percent of the time, the first message back from them is, oh, you don't have an iPhone. It's like, oh. it, it, mm. for starters, it just irritates the shit out of me that that's like a thing. 
And then also, yeah, is irritating them too. And it's, yeah, I think they shouldn't be irritated by that, but here we are. So when you, and when you switch them to Instagram, do you call it Insta? <laughs> Here's my Insta. I don't know what I do. I tried to sound okay. more masculine than that, but I don't know. Okay. So I got another little topic here. Uh, okay. So there was a, this didn't surprise me, but it surprised a frequent listener and sometimes well, a, fr- a friend of the show who said that, uh, that he was surprised to read a post on Reddit w- about how the extent to which sex work had been normalized. And so this was a person who posted something. Did he give ex- examples? It was, it was, it was, it was something, it was a girl who, uh, where, uh, her boyfriend slash fiance, I think boyfriend found out, or she told him that she, that he, that she rather had, uh, spent some time as a sugar baby. And, uh, he was upset about that and sort of, it was destabilizing the relationship. And so she was asking for advice and, and this is true. And I wasn't surprised by it, but the vast majority of commenters were essentially saying, oh, well, he's shaming you for engaging in sex work and that's unacceptable. <laughs> uh, thus being right. super pro sex work. And I think I've noticed this as well, that like there's some kind of, there's some age category among which this stuff has become pretty normalized. Would, would you agree with that? Or does that surprise you as well? Yeah, I think, well, okay, for sure there's been a surge of acceptance of all kinds of sex work, especially some of the lighter forms like OnlyFans or something like that. Um, But there's also an audience bias here. We were talking about this offline the other day in reference to some poll that Aya Girl had about (laughs) whether women uh, fantasized about men blowing a load on their face. And something like half the women said yes. And you were like, that can't be true. And it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your theory was that the people responding to that poll are people that follow her. And that set of people is not nearly a representative sample. And so it may be on subreddits where, you know, people are talking about sex a lot. These people are probably sex positive. They're probably disproportionately woke. And so you're not getting middle America in your, in your sample there. Well, if you, so if you, uh, were dating somebody and just and determined that she had served as a sugar baby for someone far older than her for a period of time with and you were not sugar dating, you were just regular dating. Would that bother you? No, but. So you're positive about that. Yeah. Sex work positive. Yeah. I'm not bothered by that kind of stuff. I think I am enlightened, but I think most people especially outside the US, but even inside the US, I think most people just haven't crossed a lot of the bridges that I have yet. There must be some line that you would draw. I mean, if she were, if she'd been a, maybe you'd be okay with a stripper. Would you be okay with an escort? Would you be okay with someone who actually had uh, done, I'm not sure what the right verb is, walked the blade? Is that the right verb? I don't know. What oh, the blade mean? is the, uh, in, a, in a town, there's often a street that's called the blade, which is where uh, women who are prostitutes oh, who okay. uh, do it on the street. The red light you know, district. Exactly. But it, well, the, the blade is the sort of current term. That's why I wanted Okay. To, okay. Yeah. yeah. Not hip, hip to this lingo. I yeah. mean, I did date, I went on a few dates with a, with a former porn star. That's right. And yeah, I mean, I did. Did you ever I mostly just felt in insecure. I felt like, I mean, how are you ever going to like sexually satisfy a porn star? Right. 
Right. And, and, and you know, she says all the right things like, oh, you know, that's just performative. Right. I really like the way that you fuck me. But, but you I know. Oh, you did. You did get to, to make give an effort to yeah. satisfy her. And it, yeah. it went OK. She said it did. OK. As I okay. cried afterwards. Right. She's like, oh, is that what you're packing? <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> She's like, that doesn't really stimulate my A spot. Or wait. <laughs> yeah. The, the fornix. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So yeah, you, so yeah, so your view is it is becoming more, more, uh, normalized. I've noticed, and it's true that there's a selection bias there, but I also think there's like an age bias and you have, uh, I mean, I think also camming, camming and streaming, this plays a role here. I mean, there's just so many people that now stream various stuff well, online. And, you know, I think some plurality of the social media accounts of young women are now just sort of trying to get followers. And the way they do that is they just post, you know, the expression, a thirst trap. No, I don't. Can you explain that? Yeah, it's just a, wow. I just need to absorb that for a second. Yeah, you it's have to just a vo- but you don't know that expression. It's like what I found out you didn't know what a white claw was. It's like such a- Oh, the drink, yeah. Yeah, it's such a yeah. like a common part of my vernacular that, yeah, so- uh, a thirst trap is just a photo that someone posts, uh, usually of themselves, scantily clad or in some sort of provocative pose. This is a and, woman. Yeah, generally. Um, and it's meant to attract social media attention, likes, and so forth. Is there a way that I could post a thirst trap? Would It, it would be like um, some sort of <laughs> expensive car behind me or oh, what? Uh, I a think watch. It, I think it entirely is around your body, your yourself. Okay. Yeah, like posing in front of a G six, a, a Gulfstream six private jet would not uh, be considered. A that doesn't trap. count. I don't okay. think I'm gonna have to consult with the list. So, on this. for example, I see these videos on TikTok that are a woman talking about something relatively banal, but she'll uh-huh. be leaning over as if the camera's her phone is kind of on a table and so she has to lean over and then her breasts yeah. will be hanging down seductively and you can just you can see a lot of them is that a thirst trap um you know there's some confusion around the topic about sort of what's an acceptable amount of thirst trap posting and what's an mm-hmm. unacceptable amount and like when you're I'm going to use this word with no judgment, but like when you're sort of like prostituting yourself out and when you're, when you're doing sort of a normal thing, like let's say you're on the beach somewhere and you post a picture of yourself at said beach. There are ways to do that where it might not, I I guess the thirst trapness of a photo comes on like a scale, you know, something could be a 10 or it could be a six and it sort of depends on context. And the rationale here is just the women want attention. Or is it to get money? I guess I think that would not be something that people are willing to quickly concede. But what well, what would they say? The, ex- the explanation is they just they just like posting thirst traps. I'm not sure what their excuse okay. would be, but people don't want to think that they're vain, right? Okay, they, so they, it's a pejorative They erect label. all these like sort of edifices in their brain and scaffolding to avoid admitting that to themselves. Or this is what Wikipedia right. says a thirst trap is. A thirst trap is a type of social media post intended to entice viewers sexually. 
It refers to a viewer's thirst, a colloquialism likening sexual frustration to dehydration, implying desperation, with the afflicted individual being described as thirsty. Wow, Wikipedia is getting... uh... That's not Urban Dictionary, that's Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh, did I say Urban Dictionary? No, no, you said Wikipedia, but it sounded... The tone was Urban Dictionary. I know, I agree. Thirst trap culture was derived from selfie culture. The term thirst trap emerged on Twitter and Urban Dictionary in 2011. There we go. Okay. And the photo they have is a shirtless man taking a bathroom selfie. So apparently thirst traps can be posted by men. Right. But we all know what's what I that think really in general, be. you know. Okay. So eight you're out saying, of 10 yeah, thirst some, traps are posted by women. Yeah. There's some link and that makes sense between this and sex work, camming and all these sorts of things. Like it's just becoming more. Yeah. I mean, we, sorry, I didn't even finish my thesis there, but yeah, the point I was trying to make is yeah, like Almost all young women, or not almost all, but some plurality of them have social media accounts that, uh, you know, are showing off their physical appearance in a way that I think wasn't really done before. And then, you know, if that's baseline, then there's this whole, you know, cone of, of spread from there where, you know, people can get into different things and they're all slowly but surely being normalized. Right. I mean, you just uh, eventually the, Instagram or one of these social networks will just be women with those sort of fuck machines mm-hmm. kind of revving up all of them just just getting hammered. Yeah. I don't know where this ends. I mean, I hope it ends there. <laughs> I mean, you know, the way that women dress seems to be getting more and more scantily. Good. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think I don't think men have any problems with that, but I don't think the patriarchy is necessarily forcing that. Um, no, I mean I think they're probably it's just their financial and other incentives that that drive it, and that's it's a benefit. Sure. Um, okay, I got All one right. other. Yeah, thing. let's move on before we get into trouble. Go ahead. Yeah, quickly. So, uh, um, in case, so I already was pretty disinclined to visit an escort uh, generally, but I for some reason went on YouTube and I searched for interviews with escorts because I was bored and wanted some Uh background noise, found a few (laughs) of them. Yeah. And there was one that really, in case you were considering it and uh, hadn't done it yet, might make you reconsider. This was an escort who was talking about how when she was actually a former escort, according to her, uh, she needed, you know, she was doing it to make money. So she would have to pay rent utilities, probably had a drug habit and so forth, the various necessities of life, which meant she needed kind of a regular income. And that was a problem because she was not always disposed to provide said service. So for example, there's the question of what does she do when she's on her period? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had, she said she came up with a reasonable solution for that, which is she would just take a sponge and jam it in there kind of deeply. So that way it would sort of retain everything. Uh, I talked to somebody else who was saying, oh, you can use one of those sort of cup products. Like um, they have cups that you can put in there that, uh, kind of hold in the, the flow so you can have sex. Neither of those are detectable by a sufficiently sized man? Her claim was no. I mean, it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, her claim was no. Maybe but then, when, once was, it gets blood soaked, it just feels like a membrane back there. Oh Lord. Exactly. So <laughs> that one was, I was sort of like, okay, that's all right. But then she said, look, the other problem is, and she said, I just would constantly, because I was having sex with so many different men, I would constantly get bacterial infections and yeast infections. And she said various things that I, I ne- don't need to repeat that were describing how how that that wasn't particularly a, a good state of affairs to have going on with her vagina. Uh, and she said the solution she used was the same. 
She said, oh, look, no. it was bad stuff, but you could just take a sponge and just sort of push it down in. And then that was fine uh, while you were recuperating from it. So that way she could keep working. And I thought that's actually a great point that like you don't, if you go, you don't have, you have so little knowledge about what the, well, I mean, if part, yeah, I mean, if you meet somebody in a normal dating circumstance, you get some sense of like their hygiene. But yeah. Yeah. In, in this case, you don't have that sense. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a thing that as, as a, as a guy, I wouldn't have thought possible. I mean, it, yeah, of it's course, it's theoretically possible, but. All of my sort of mental thought exercises about prostitution always sort of end with, well, I think it's not compelling to me because I would know that they're not interested in me at all. And that mm -hmm. automatically just makes it less compelling. But let's say I could somehow get over that hump. Then you have this issue of your physical health. And that right. I think is just a total non-starter. Like I don't want to risk gonorrhea or, or syphilis. Uh, well, this isn't just, this is actually like it's setting aside. Yeah. There's like long-term, longer-term uh, physical problems you could have. This is just, wow, this person is actually not, uh, could have an infection, like an active infection going yeah. on. That's just kind of gross. You think, yeah. huh, that's, that's not, uh, that's not a great situation. Yeah. I mean, I think that sort of thing can happen to women who are significantly less sexually active or who have far fewer sexual partners. But when that happens oh, to most women, they just don't make themselves sexually available for a week or two or however long to clear the bacteria or the virus. Yes. <laughs> so, right. But yeah, like if it's your career, then, you know, you, you got to take the cortisone shot, you know, just like Steph Curry does in his knee to stay on the court, right? You, you do whatever it takes. Right. Um, and I, yeah, I hadn't thought about that as a sort of downside. Right. And, and yeah. I think she mentioned that the same kind of thing can happen in porn. Yeah. So you yeah, never know. Sense. Although yeah. uh, that porn star told me that uh, they, at least the company that she was working for required weekly STD tests. And if you had sex, if you had unprotected sex with someone, you had to disclose it. Um, like even with your boyfriend or whatever, huh, okay. they were, they were like fairly serious about it. Um, but you know, of course, you know, these are not rigorously enforceable. And so you can never be sure, but. Well, they have, I mean, they have the, the benefit, uh, if you want to call it that. Well, I mean, is look, an advantage that a, a porn shoot has is they know they have like a, essentially a log of a set of people you've had sex with. And so that way they can trace, they can trace a disease. Yeah. So you actually have a pretty strong incentive to be honest because. You yeah, could get shamed out of the down. industry if you right. lie, apparently. So yeah, for sure, and they they might catch you because if they are able to sort of triangulate that yep. you were the source, uh, yeah, that, that doesn't look good. Yeah, well, for I you. mean, they have it on camera, so right, fair <laughs> they point. Know, they know who you've slept with. All right, let's exactly. move into uh, um, a couple of these Reddit topics. Uh, there's this one about the threesome, mm -hmm. and there's this one about the guy whose girlfriend wants him to stop using the sex toy. And I think they sort of brush on the same topic, which is, yes. yeah, how do you know if you're gay? <laughs> so I think I'm going to read, I'll read them both and then we could, we could discuss each of them. Sure. All right. So let's see. All right. So let's, let's do the threesome first. So the, the girlfriend is 18. He's 
the person writing this is 19 and the third person in the threesome was another man and he was 25. So he says, my girlfriend and I had our first threesome the other night with another guy. and I can't stop thinking about a specific moment. Toward the end of the threesome, the other guy was fucking my girlfriend in the missionary position. My girlfriend and I came already, but the other guy was struggling to get to the point of no return. At the time, I was sitting behind my girlfriend with my back against the wall holding her position. I was facing the other guy, and at some point, he caught me staring at his dick going in and out. As soon as her eyes crossed, he didn't stop looking at me. I awkwardly looked away, but when I looked back, he was still focused on me. He came while we were looking at each other. I was turned on all over again, and I struggled to understand why. I still am. That being said, whenever I think about the other guy's expression when he came, I end up with pre-cum in my undies. Whenever he thinks about it. Yeah, so I've, I've actually had this experience. Okay, hold uh, on. Okay, I can't give my story. Yeah, there's just two more sentences here. I'm All not right. shared any of this with my girlfriend or the other guy. I'm attracted to my girlfriend and I love her very much, but I don't know where to begin with how I'm feeling. What does this experience say about me? So it is different than the, anyway, the, the experience that I had was, uh, uh, I think at one of the beaches in San Francisco, I yeah. was walking down the beach and it, it's oh, a it beach that's known. Baker yeah, Beach. Yeah. Baker Beach, known to yeah. have uh, some gay activity at it. And I looked to the right and there's up the, sort of up the beach where there's some rocks that uh, protect some areas there. And there was a man, I could see him, and he, and he walked out from, this is what happened. He walked out from behind the stones. He was masturbating. Yeah. He looked at me and then he ejaculated. <laughs> and uh, it did, I, I, when I think about it, it does not give me pre-cum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty important distinction between your experience and the uh, this gentleman's experience. Uh, he asks, what does this experience say about me? Uh, Probably bisexual. Sure. Sure. I, I think it would be, um, although, okay, there's another, I, I can give another potential interpretation, which is that he might be like a cuck fetishist because mm. it was his girlfriend, right? It was, yeah. So maybe what turned him on was watching this right. other guy basically inseminate his girlfriend. Yeah. And in a pretty dominant way, because he was, right. you know, staring at him. I, yeah, I guess that's a possibility. Yeah. Like, look what I'm doing to you. I guess if I were, let me think about that. I, I actually am a little more interested in the question of whether it would, uh, it would um, turn me on more to, if, if to, okay. So if I was, the the guy that the guy that's ejaculating in this case would I want to look at the other guy while I did it would that turn me on? it might that might turn me on right because <laughs> right because you're because humiliating it's yeah exactly yeah. I'd be like look what I'm doing yeah probably not I'd probably still rather look at the woman but yeah, yeah. there's some possibility huh. there so it could just be a submission thing right okay that's a I that think is the an, comment, an angle I had not considered. Yeah, my, the, my recollection is the commenters on this were basically saying, yay, this just means you're bi. And it's, of course, different from the typical MMF story where the guy just feels shame and gross after an MMF threesome. Right? Yeah. That's a more common story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these comments are sometimes gay shit is sexy. That's what it means. Is we're it? all too focused on labeling and categorizing sexuality as IMO. It's a useful practice to help push for civil rights and justice. And I'm not going to keep reading this one. Yeah. Have yeah, you yeah, ever experienced gay stuff that was sexy? I don't, not that Between I can remember. Yeah. Not that I can remember. I think, look, I, I agree that like, you know, everything's sort of on a spectrum and I don't think it's a linear spectrum. I think it's multidimensional. 
I just think I'm basically as hetero as it gets. Like I just don't have any curiosity. I don't ever feel arousal. Um, well, I think there's, I think you can, I think you can come up with, I, there, I think it does, we've discussed this before, but I think it does confuse the brain if you go to like, say the trans, the trans part of chatterbait. So you have a person that looks female, but has a penis. And then you're like, I, yeah, but that's but I, just I think most, short circuiting various things in my brain. Yes, it's like it not, <laughs> I mean, it would be, it would be awesome to be into men. You know, I live three blocks from the Castro, which is you know, mm-hmm. maybe the gayest neighborhood in the world. And one of, you know, in San Francisco, one of the gayest cities in the world. And what, what do you think you would do if you woke up gay? Like it's, you know, tomorrow you think you would just go immediately over there and just, uh, I guess, yeah, just go to a bar. I mean, even when I go to Castro bars with friends. And I've been propositioned many times. I've told you the story about the guy who like came over to introduce himself to me and he had like a $20 bill in between his fingers and said like, Hey, do you want to come to the restroom? Hmm. What did he want to happen? I, I remember this, right? I don't know what he, you didn't find out. What he, he wanted, wanted to blow to me. He wanted to blow me. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It, it would have been, what was the amount he would have needed to offer? Hmm. I mean, again, we get to the like, there's the emotional and sort of mental uh, effects of having a sexual experience you don't want to have. And then there's the like health risk. So let's say I could like Mm. completely remove the health risk. Like, you know, he doesn't have any mouth sores or herpes or whatever it may be. And And I'm positive of it. You know, I'm not concerned about any sickness or STD or disease or infection. Uh, hmm. thousand bucks. I mean, the, a I thousand, thousand. Okay. I think that um, people would say like, "Oh, that's so low," but I mean, it's not like it's going to emotionally traumatize me. It's, it's not going to turn me gay. Likely, it's somewhat likely that if you remove that codicil about health, because that's the thing you would use it. It's somewhat likely that I'd be willing to pay someone a thousand dollars to do that to you. That's a pretty low number. <laughs> just, just to see if it does mess me up emotionally. No, just to see it. I mean, just because it would just be funny. Yeah, I, would, you know, <laughs> I could get him to. He, I could get him to like write. Maybe we could interview him. What if yeah, I couldn't look, get I'd, aroused? That'd be funny too. <laughs> He's like, look, man, I was sucking on that thing for like twenty minutes. <laughs> but you see, I think that the, the it problem has to is be that, time boxed. Yeah, the health, the health requirement I think could always be used to get you out of it. So yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's some amount of health. There's there's some amount of money that you know I would be willing to deprioritize the health thing. Oh, I know, but, but it's a lot more than a thousand, right? right? You know, where it's That's like two powers of ten at least. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, right? It would it, the whole thing would be probably lame because you right, you would be hard to get aroused, etc. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's true. Just, yeah. All right. All right. Let me read the second one here. Uh, my girlfriend, twenty two, wants me, twenty five male, to stop using my sex toy. <laughs> I remember this one. I'm pre-giggling. Uh, a few weeks ago, I asked my girlfriend if she was interested in pegging me. I could tell she was shocked and somewhat turned off. She said she was willing to do it, but her face was saying the opposite. I didn't want to put her in an uncomfortable situation, so I said it was a silly sex thing. No big deal. We didn't have to do it. My girlfriend agreed that it was silly. Ouch. That hurt my feelings. And said she would prefer staying away from my butthole. Again, ouch. I was disappointed, not going to lie, but I respected her decision and moved on. I think this is a perfectly reasonable thing of his girlfriend. Yeah, I, I, it's. I, I mean, it, staying away from her butthole makes se- his butthole makes sense, and then like yeah. she probably realizes that this is not. Yeah, this is not something she'll want to see happen. I, I, I yeah. can tell where this is going. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we've been through this before. Like, after you peg your boyfriend, it's hard for a lot of women to sort of see them the same way. It's sort of like a reversal of the proper state of affairs. I think it could be. She depends, may not even obviously. be thinking about that. I think the hardest, the most, the the most challenging for the girlfriend to cope with, and 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 in some cases it might be great, uh, would be him enjoying it. Right. I mean, if he if he said, "Hey, we tried it. I didn't really like that that much." Yeah, she'd probably be like, "Okay," and then that would that would sort of close the yeah, that put chapter, it to bed, so if, to speak. Yeah, if he's like, if he's just if yeah, I mean, like it, the well, the things you would see in a porn or whatever. I mean, if she's back there grinding and he's just nutting all over the, I'm imagining <laughs> they're doggy style, by the way, and he's just nutting all over the bedspread. That right. It's gonna be. She's like, oh, okay. okay. Well, this is good for it. Really strongly implies he's gay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, let, me, let me let me continue. Since that conversation, I've been butt fucking myself at least twice a week with the dildo oh. I bought. My orgasms <laughs> have been insane. None of this was done in secret. My girlfriend knew what I was doing, and as long as I never did it in front of her, she said she was cool with it. However, Why did he tell her? Yesterday, she asked me to stop using the dildo because it made her feel insecure. She mentioned a few times when she overheard me moaning in the bathroom. Oh my she said Lord. it was kind of weird for a guy to get that much pleasure out of putting things in his ass. I didn't <laughs> want the situation to set the tone for her upcoming birthday, which is days away. So I promised to stop using the dildo for the time being until we're both prepared to discuss it again. Please advise, do I sacrifice something that brings me great pleasure in order to protect my girlfriend from feeling inadequate? Or is there another compromise that can satisfy both of us? I mean, this shit must be so frustrating to read for a guy who has trouble getting a girlfriend. Right. I mean, it's just like, so, you right. know. Like this girl's willing to tolerate this bullshit from this guy. And right? the guy's like, doing he's, it. He's, he's, he's gay or like, you know, at Best Buy, he's <laughs> ass fucking well, himself in full, like basically with the, the door cracked so she could like listen to him do it. Right. If he did it in <laughs> private and did not tell her about it, then I don't really have a complaint. And it, I don't think it means... I don't think it means he's he's gay or bi necessarily because it he doesn't could, it he, doesn't mean he's gay. It yeah. Uh, it it brings up the question though. It, it does bring the up the question, but the real thing here is what's what oh, the real the most concerning piece is why is he exactly why is he why is he doing it in such a way that she's definitely going to overhear <laughs> right. uh, and telling her about it and yeah I mean it's just. I, I mean, just this love is, this. Just, He's like, like moaning in ecstasy in the bathroom. And she's like, <laughs> come on again. <laughs> isn't, I mean, but isn't there like a natural, I mean, I think we've discussed before the question of like beating off in such a way that your significant other knows you're doing that. Like this is not that common either. Just in general. I mean, it's something that usually you do privately. And this is probably why it's, it's just strange to overhear someone in another room. Yeah, hearing your sexual partner experience sexual pleasure without you is well, or anyone. something is something that some people can handle but it's just not just generally unless there's like some you know superlative reason for doing so you should do it privately i but i don't think that it's i don't think it's specific to sexual partner i think it's just the hearing somebody in real life doing that without it being without being doing it with them is always problematic i mean typically right Agreed. when you hear a neighbor doing it um yeah i remember uh when we visited iceland i might have told you this we stayed on an airbnb and the first mm -hmm. night we were really tired mm -hmm. jet lagged and um i put my head to the pillow and i could hear and you imagine like in iceland these are like vikings right 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 and i heard this guy just pounding 
his girlfriend and her whimpering. And I was thinking just like, and I did not like, I was just imagining like a bald Viking, right. maybe a beard just, just pounding away. And I did not yeah. like that. It was kind of, I mean, if I was beating off, it would be okay. But I, yeah, I would just wanted to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not a good intro to Reykjavik. No. Well, it was okay. It was okay. I, I, I got over it, but um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't, I think that, uh, yeah, this sounds, this frankly is so weird. It sounds a little made up, but man, like, yeah, the people who have difficulty getting girlfriends are like, what, like, uh, what? So you, yeah, you're, you have so much access to pussy that you're willing to do this. Right. Uh, yeah. it must be a Chad. Yeah. I feel bad for that. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that situation is going to resolve itself. I didn't even read the suggestions people have, but yeah, none of them are going to be good. All right. Here's another one. Uh, I tried anal with my husband and wow. Okay, guys. So my husband has mm. been asking to try anal. He only asked once or twice. And every time I said no, he would always respect me and never, ever push it. Just wanting to throw that out there so no one thinks he was being pushy. That's uh, sort of in the category of, I think the lady doth protest too much there. <laughs> She's being well, he was asking. Clear so there's some amount, yeah, there's some yeah. amount of pushiness. Could be, there, there's good pushiness and bad pushiness, right? Yeah. I mean- Anyway, that's not the point of this, right? Okay. Anyway, back to the story. So the other night we were getting freaky, not really, just doing doggy, my favorite position. And then all of a sudden something came over me and I said, let's do anal. All I have to say is fucking wow. What have I been missing this entire time? And then there's like 20 exclamation points. Obviously the first few penetrations were um different and maybe a little painful, but it got way better once I relaxed. Oh my God, it was magical. More exclamation points. Okay. Anyway, now I'm like horny all the time. And it's all I think about. Is this normal? By the way, I'm 28 and my husband is 29. So it's not like I'm young and inexperienced. Has this happened to anyone else? Thanks, guys. I can tell you that I, I once was talking to uh, uh, the, the, the male member of a couple. They were on the, having in an argument, some sort of uh-huh. dispute between them. And his claim was that the thing that his, that his girlfriend at the time told him that the thing that was um, keeping her kind of in the relationship was the memory of him analyzing her the other night. So, I mean, it can be obviously a profound experience for someone. To, I, I think it must be kind of a domination experience yes, as I, opposed to a physical exactly thing. where I was going. Yeah. They feel I, I would, yeah. excessively submissive. Yeah. And I, I would note here that there's a couple of inter- things that I think point further in that direction. It was spur of the moment. Which means uh, I don't. They're probably not the appropriate type or amount of lube. I thought, yeah. I, I also thought about. We, we've spent tons of time on this podcast talking about preparing yourself for anal right. sex. There was certainly no enema. Definitionally, was, it could not have been done here. Right, but she might. That maybe that turned her on because it's just so like filthy, oh, uh, so to speak. And uh, and mm. then also, she said the first few. What would she say? The first few thrusts? What word did she use? The first few penetrations. Penetrations. Okay, so that implies he was- and maybe a little painful. So that implies he was putting it in and then taking it completely out. Yeah, perhaps. She might have just yeah. meant thrusts. Yeah. Um, Her vocab uh, is not uh, particularly impressive. I do like the idea of him kind of going in and out completely a few times at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but that implies that there's some amount of um, discomfort- She's liking right. that part, so I'm guessing. I don't know if the, if if there was any f- clarification that came here, but that she she was she actually enjoyed the uh, the burn. Yeah, I mean, this is someone who likes eating sriracha. <laughs> it's you know, just interesting 
these threads where I think Occam's razor is, yeah, she's enjoying the dominance and the, and the pain aspects of it because it's, because it's different. I don't think it's just that it's different. I think that that's, I think this is like one of the central, this is a central like challenge that women sometimes have around sex is that they, yeah, they're supposed to have consent and control in the situation, but actually there's something very appealing. Just like for men. No, I agree. I just mean appealing. I agree. I just think it's probably different than her normal engagements with her husband. And so this, like the thing that she likes here is that (laughs) it was more painful and more uh, submissive. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that can, I'm sure that can be confusing, but on the other hand, I can understand. I mean, it it makes sense in the sense that um, there's a whole uh, sort of spectrum of behaviors as a man you have in the bedroom or many men have in the bedroom. I certainly do that are not every day. Yeah, there, there, there are things you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to say. I mean, except on like this podcast, most people wouldn't want us around talking about them. The guy says, "Hey, you know, I just love to you know do some spanking, or uh, you know, I, I like to hear a girl squeal or whatever you know whatever the thing is." Mm-hmm. It's aggressive dominant. I don't. Do you do you have an, a, a go to aggressive dominant behavior? A go to. Yeah, like a you know you take your belt off and do some beating, uh, some slaps. Uh, hair pulling. I would be in the middle. Mm. Why would Dirty I have talk. My belt on in the middle of sex? I don't think I do. Well, you you go over to your pants and take it out of the pants, maybe. Fine. Uh, I don't wear belts, though. Remember, we've we've had that discussion. That's true. <laughs> uh, wait, you uh, you take off your wizard hat and pull out your wand. <laughs> that one. I mean, this is a little bit of a non sequitur, but it's related. I mean, I think part of my. I think my hangup on blowjobs is like a massive turnoff for this reason, right? Like it's- To girls. Yeah. Like they want to be a little bit submissive. Yeah. Uh, And this like notion that I'm like, well, I think like forcing you into a submissive position is sort of a paradox is they're like, okay, fine, but like get over it, (laughs) right? Well, yeah. I mean, mean, in my uh, moderate experience with women, like- I feel confident saying that there is a significant set of women, maybe half of women, who if they masturbated five times, sorry, 10 times, five of them without a dick in their mouth and five of them with a dick in their mouth, the five yeah. with the dick in their mouth, their orgasm would be materially stronger. Yes. Because they're, yeah, they're being, they're being, uh, they're being submissive. Maybe half of them wouldn't, you know, there'd be other reasons, but, but it's a substantial, Yeah. Uh, they tend to, it's, I believe that they're enjoying it. Which makes right. sense. Yeah. No. I, I, agree. I mean, we've talked about this so much. We don't. We don't have yeah. to get into to it now. Uh, are you ready to move on? Sure. All right. Uh, Wait. I, can I ask you one thing quickly? Yeah. Just have you attempted using that as a crutch to to get over that having a woman masturbate with your dick in her mouth? Uh. No, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it is. You don't I have to have too. it there the entire time, but maybe as she's, you know, within yeah, no, I understand. You have to say two minutes no. before the critical juncture. Yeah. Amps it up a little and you might be like, huh. And, and you might notice that, she, yeah, she might be like, oh, this is great. No, I understand the suggestion. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Maybe I'll. If you, if, if that, that doesn't work the for you. Yeah. If that doesn't work for you, could, you could have, uh, let's say that you were going to have sex with a girl. You could send me a text 
it's a green text, but I'll accept it and I'll come over and put my dick in her mouth. There we go. Yeah, that one's less in, less enticing for me. That's not compelling. All right. <laughs> no. This person says, why is it a red flag to care about a potential partner's body count? Mm. You must have. Yeah, you. This is one of your favorite topics. All right. As someone, 18-year-old female, that views sex as something intimate and only to do with the one that you love and want to spend the rest of your life with, I value my body count. This is coming from an 18-year-old. I care about how my partner thinks about sex, and if he slept around before dating me, it would be a deal breaker. Slept around? She's 18. I don't have any double standards. I myself was a virgin. Oh, I myself was also a virgin. Yeah, at some point. (laughs) Even had kissed before him Ah. because of choice. I really value these things. Him, 20-year-old male, on the other hand, had two previous girlfriends, and things didn't work out well. That doesn't bother me. Oh, things didn't. I think his previous relationships didn't work out well. That doesn't bother me. We're planning on marrying in the next three years. We're Hmm. one year and six months dating now. No, I'm not religious, and I wasn't raised as one. Why is this so demonized? I don't think anyone is more valuable or less valuable based on their body count. Yes, she does. It's just the way they chose to live their life. And I'm friends with a lot of people that partake in the hookup culture, and I don't view them as less valuable than me. I just care about body count when it comes to who I'm dating with. Okay, so she does value people. Well, anyway, okay. setting me, aside I, the paradoxes I, okay. in her writing, uh, what do so you think there's, uh, there's a TikTok video. I'm sorry, listeners, that I'm still yeah, that's addicted the first time to TikTok. TikTok came up today. If, if yeah. you had making it 45 minutes before that came up, you're a winner. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so um, it was about this topic, and it was somebody explaining why why this, and it was a way, it was explained in a way that makes sense to me. So essentially it's not, okay, for me, I think there's just like an element of, it may be bothersome that so many men have had sex with you. Uh, just some sort of basic thing of like, that's just a lot of penises that you've interacted with. But uh, this, they made an argument that I thought was better than that, which was that given that the way human sexuality typically works is mm-hmm. men are kind of willing to have sex with most women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if, even if a relatively unattractive woman is in a bar and willing, she's willing and ready to have sex with a guy, most guys will then say, okay, uh, accepting maybe guys that are married and think it's a trap or whatever. Yeah. Um, and women are much more selective. Okay. So women are the sort of selective one. Well, what does that say? It says that, well, you can directly from that derive the body count issue. Uh, if a man has a high body count, well, it means that a lot of women selected him so then the immediate question is, oh, what's so awesome about this guy that women keep saying yes to him? And, and mm. it probably is something because it means that he sort of played the video game repeatedly and won. And unfortunately for women, the opposite would hold true. Why is this woman so unselective, right? She's saying yes to a lot of guys. And so then let's say that you're, if you're guy three, if you're guy one, if you're guy three, if you're guy 51, if you're guy 201 for a woman, it means that something different, right? If you're guy number three, it means, wow, like... She really, uh, you had you had to be special in some way. If you're guy 100 and something, well, yeah, probably not. And so, just that I think can help understand why guys would care about this. They just immediately are like, oh, well, this relationship's not going to last. I'm not very special, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think about that? Wow. Yeah, this is a uh, this would be a very controversial take, but it's something like, yeah, the higher the body count on the woman, the uh, less sexual currency she has and the higher the body count on the man, the more sexual currency he has. Yeah. It derives directly from the, the relative selectivity of the gender. Yeah. Right. 
Um, I mean, you don't feel that way at all. Like, cause you, you sort of have said on the podcast many times that you don't really care about this. And, yeah. And I, you've convinced me that you don't care about it in terms of like physical health outside of STD tests and stuff like that, that you're not worried that like, oh, she's seeing right. a lot of guys' penises. You don't care about that. But this one, I think maybe you would care about. Like you're yeah. not special or maybe you have such a strong ego <laughs> that you I feel like that. Like, I think everything else being equal, uh, I would prefer them to have fewer partners. And if somebody has a bunch of partners, then it requires more vetting. But it, the vetting is like, are you a reasonable person? Like, hmm. you know, why? The way that like, in my experience, the way that women get high body counts is they'll like go through some sort of like phase and, you know, maybe a few years where they're just like, oh, fuck it. I don't feel like, I don't feel like being in a relationship or I'm just not in a place where maybe somebody wants to be in a relationship with me anyway, or, you know, whatever it may be. And they're a woman. And if they like sex, then it's, you know, obviously basically infinitely available to them. And so sometimes they can, you know, ring the bell a bunch of times during that, during that period. Hmm. Um, and in that circumstance, yeah, I think that's totally fine. I've had periods like that myself. Yeah. Uh, that is unusual for a man, right? Because for a man, it's more difficult. But okay. No, yeah, no, I understand. Right. Like you right. having you having periods fair like point, that is like is, is like saying, hey, you know, I was lifting at the gym a lot and I got to the point where I could lift 500, you know, whatever, 350 right. pounds. In the context of this conversation, me saying that I've also done that is actually not it's, helpful to my argument. Yeah, it's sort of the opposite. It's like you're yeah. saying, look how awesome I, agree. I was or am. I agree. Uh, yeah, it's more that like, yeah, I don't begrudge scenarios where people are having lots of casual sex. The concern would be something around, I think we discussed this last episode, but maybe we were discussing it offline. The concern is that it's somebody that is going on you know, a bunch of first, second, and third dates, and they're having sex with these people, but then they're getting rejected for some reason. And yeah, that is not great. And it's not great it has nothing to do with me like thinking their vagina is stretched out or something. It's mm -hmm. that it's an indicator that they're uncompelling to a large swath of men for some reason. And I don't yet know what that reason is, but yeah. So you care more. So this is interesting because it reminds me of another TikTok video I saw about social proof because it sounds, this actually sounds like a somewhat female, uh, I don't want to, I'm not trying to, I'm actually not trying to mock you, but a more like <laughs> a, the way, the way a woman would be more likely to parse this situation uh -huh. um in the sense that uh yeah this 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 video was arguing that women uh, it was something i forget there were there was some kind of a study or whatever an experiment that was done with uh with whether women would go out with a particular guy or how they would rate a particular guy and their ratings vastly changed if they found out their friends thought he was cute oh wow does that make sense? So, so, so essentially, yeah. So something like if it's a scale of one to 10, they might all say, oh, you know, they might in general, the average is four or something for guys or three, typically women, yeah. men kind of low, yeah, lower, uh, women's ratings and men cluster toward the low end, um, which is a, a typical finding. But, uh, yeah, as soon as they, but if you included the information, oh, well, your friends thought he was a seven, it all goes up. Now maybe men would do that too, but, uh, I think women are more, men, men might do that with women's Ratings. And that's essentially what you're saying is that like, it's a, it's a negative social proof that if 
men are having sex once, twice, three times with this woman and then breaking up repeatedly, that that means there's something wrong. And I actually don't think that's what this is about. I think this is about uh, men relying on the woman to be selective of them to show that they really like, the woman really likes them, the man. And see, this is what I think. I think that you, you, you have a high enough opinion of yourself that you think, well, of course she likes me. Right. I think that's, I'm not, I'm not, again, actually not mocking you. I think that's actually your experience is that women typically do like you. Uh, emotionally, personally. And so that's not actually the issue. You're more worried there's something wrong with her. But I think typically the problem here is that men- <laughs> It's like a privileged think, position I have. I think so. So I think the typical male experience would be like, oh, she has a high body count. Therefore, I cannot trust her liking me. She doesn't really like me. She's just- uh, Yeah. It makes them insecure and, and then question that. Yeah. I actually, yeah. I was speaking with a friend this morning about this. I- I never have the concern that somebody doesn't like me <laughs> or, yeah. or I mean, I've, I've been on dates where the person doesn't like me. They're infrequent, but they happen, but I never, uh, feel badly about it. I'm always like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. There was some personality mismatch. Right. Yeah. yeah I, don't, okay. I don't get my well, feelings. Maybe you, just, hurt by you, you guys just disagree on some important issue. Like maybe who knows? Sure. Right. Importantly in a way that like, I'm certain I'm right about. Or, okay, sure. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have the view unless you believed you were right about it, whatever the thing is. So that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah. That uh, so that maybe you're not the best audience for that, but I thought it was an interesting um, kind of rationale for the body count mattering. And yeah, yeah I mean, it, it's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it, it makes sense. Like, look the. The privilege is that you have sex infinitely available. The downside from getting having that privilege is then if you say yes to it, you it's like, you know, the privilege we have living in a modern industrialized society is we have unlimited access to food in spite of politicians telling us there's, you know, half the country's hungry, which is not true. But the downside is we can get you can get obese easily. <laughs> you know, there's always a downside. And so right. it, there's no way for women to have their cake and eat it too. Like um uh, yeah. Now, if you were a very unattractive woman and you had a high body count, actually, that's true. If you were, if I met a woman who's really unattractive and she had a high body count, I'd be like, I would immediately think, well, she must be incredibly good at sex, right? Yes. That's that exactly would. what I would think. I mean, like, if let's say she was obese or just unattractive in some way, I'd be like, oh my lord. Like, I'm not sure I would want want to do it, but I would think, okay, I would be, I would actually be. I'd yeah, be like, there must be some reason for this. Yeah. Yeah. Then she. So it's not the act of being female. Like, I would think of her like a man. Then I'd be like, ooh, like. <laughs> you do something right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like what's the thing that's causing this anomalous Right. Behavior? So it's not anti, it's, I don't think it's necessarily anti-women. I think it's much more like, hey, you know, yeah. And if, if a guy that was like, if, yeah, if, um, if I find out that Leonardo DiCaprio has a body count of 200, that actually doesn't impress me at all because I know his status is such that that's easy. In fact, well, I wonder what his body count is. What would you guess? DiCaprio's? Yeah. You think it's in the thousands? <laughs> It's tricky uh, because I don't know how, you know, there's a lot of people who are sort of serial monogamists, right? Like yeah. if he has been in a lot of like nine month relationships then it's not going to be that high. That's true. But if he, well, he could be in a lot of nine months relationship and then still be philandering on the side. Sure. But yeah. I mean, if he is single on average for using the same number, let's say nine months a year, Man, it could be so high. He could be like an ethical non-monogamous, but he would need a spreadsheet. He would. Right? It's like he, he could have a woman he's dating. He says, we're ethically non-monogamous. She says, you have to tell me. And he's like, there's just there's just so much data. 
I, I will tell you, honey, <laughs> but you're going to need, she's like, do you have a, do you have Google cloud access? Because <laughs> right. there's a lot of data. <laughs> I, just to to, I just had to expand to the two terabyte plan. <laughs> right. I, I, yes, I pay specially for this plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, would, but so you're, you're not sure, but you're, you, well, let's I mean, say, pretty, I mean, let's, let's yeah. just do some back of the envelope calculations here. Like, let's say he did, you know, two or three women a week for 40 weeks a year. You know, that's, that's a hundred a year. And how old is he? 45? You know, let's say he started yeah. when he was 15. So he's got 30 years of a hundred a year. So it could be three thousand, but mm-hmm. but we I think we will both have to agree on the following that the body count champions of the world are all women, right? Huh. It has uh, to be. It's because probably like a, prostitutes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess gay men. That is interesting. I wonder who would do better, gay men or like, oh. man, if you go to no, like the Berkeley Steamworks. No, I know, but prostitutes can. Did you know? So Keith, like, they had like, a, the, you know, like the best yeah, prostitutes can have like. Basically, yes. a secretary lining it up for them. Oh yeah, they can right. have several a day. Yes, right. That's, that's oh, that's hard true. The it. woman, the woman has the advantage of the vagina because the right. man. See, that's there's no right. The man, exactly. I was going to say that. Uh, do you know what the Berkeley Steamworks is? Uh, you can imagine, probably. I is there is is that a bathhouse? It is. It is, and it, it was one of the few that stayed open during COVID. I, I might have been there. Is it gay only? You've in there. It's well, is gay it gay only? only? Yeah. Okay, I have it's gay. I, it's like, to, uh, I went yeah. on a few dates with this hippie from Berkeley and she took me to like oh, the a, one who couldn't smell. It was like, yeah. <laughs> that's the one. There was a uh it was at a uh it was like a spa. We had like our own private sauna. No, that's different. I know what you're talking about. That also has like a sexual connotation, but it's different. Yes. This is just a pure gay experience. Yeah, there was like a wink wink nod nod when yeah. we when we went in. That's like a jacuzzi uh, semen filled uh, hot tub place, right? I felt a little Gross. uncomfortable <laughs> with the hot tub. Well, they can't drain them. I mean, there's too much there's water. There's just no involved. way. There's too much yeah. water. Exactly. You just got to filter that's, it. That's exactly um, my thought process. But I was going to say, so I wanted to get the, um, and I know you've, how many COVID boosters have you had? Uh, I had my sixth vaccine last weekend. It's a lot of vaccines. So I wanted to get my third. I'm not quite at your level, mm-hmm. um, but I am pro- vaccine. I'm not, I, I did get the flu shot. I'm not some weird anti-vaxxer at all. It's just, I just haven't done it. So I was trying to find it. And of course this new one, I think it's called bivalent came out and mm-hmm. you obviously have some hookup. Mm-hmm. You probably scheduled it, but I was less uh, on the ball about it. And the only place I could get one was at the Steamworks, oh. and I could, I, I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about, it. I thought, wow. Well, and I, but the thing is, I was like, well, you could have experienced have hearing the, uh, moaning noises from the room next door while you that got your vaccine. That wasn't my concern. I mean, I can tolerate or I'm, I, it doesn't like gay porn and stuff doesn't bother. Although in person it might, it was more, I thought, oh, I might have to pretend I'm gay or something. Like I wasn't sure it was that. Oh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to somehow disrespect yeah. them basically. When I was trying to sign up for an appointment, all the Walgreens, I, the closest appointment was like three or four weeks out. So exactly. I, ended, I ended up going to this place in uh, Hunter's Point actually. That's interesting. So that Hunter's Point is the, uh, probably the least the most disadvantaged part of San Francisco yeah. other than yeah. one of the inner city places called, called the Tenderloin. Income. Is yeah. that what they call it? Low, low income. So mm-hmm. that's it. That's it. Yeah. So that suggests there's some, maybe they, hopefully it's because they're just sending more vaccines there, but unfortunately it's probably because there's some disinformation preventing those folks from getting the vaccine. That's but, unfortunately what it is. Yeah. Unfortunate. Um, anyway, uh, so people can get it at, uh, apparently you can, if you want the COVID vaccine, you can look at a bathhouse, but I, I, maybe I should have <laughs> for science gone and done that. I just, 
yeah, you could maybe have I was afraid that. I would. Maybe I was afraid I would go gay. I didn't know it was the thing of I thought because you, you can get a membership. Like I don't think so. You could. You need to get a member. You can get a membership, and I was like, well, I don't know if I go. If they'll say you have to be a member. And then it's like, well, and it's not expensive. It's like five or ten dollars. And I was like, well, then I'll be on their list <laughs> as a member. And then I'm gonna right. get like these weird le- mails, you know, like, hey, you know, yeah. we're having, you know, disco night at the bathhouse. <laughs> so, anyway, so right. I didn't do that. I, I still haven't. Maybe may, I still could. I still have not actually set up an appointment. My shoulder hurts from the flu shot, so I've been giving it time to recuperate. Mm-hmm. This would be your third booster, not your third vaccine, right? Third vaccine. No, wait. No, you're right. I've had this would be the fourth shot. You're right. right. I had. Wait, no, is that right? I think you've had the original two, and I think you've had two boosters, but I'm not sure. No, no, no. I certainly haven't had two boosters. I think I had okay. one booster, and it, it made okay. me really sick, and I was I remember, unhappy yeah. about that. Right, right, right. Yeah, I've that's had the right, original right. two and four boosters now. Okay, yeah, that's that's what's weird is you've I've I've, I've had one booster and you've had four, which is mm-hmm. really aggressive, but you've not actually contracted the illness, so it's I worked so far. Yeah. Right. My so. my um opinion is that the immunity wanes over time, and so I get one about every six months. Oh, I think it. it I think there's no question. I mean, there's. I don't think that's an opinion. I think that's a scientific fact that it wanes over time. Well, I'm so. trying not to piss off any listener, but it's a difficult well, needle to thread when you're I mean, talking I think immunity about immunity always wanes some amount. So yeah, that would be hard to argue against, and particularly yeah. with the coronaviruses. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just haven't. You'd be surprised. I didn't want to do the steam works. Yeah. Anyhow. All right. Well, it's been an hour, so I'm going to wrap it. Uh, that's it for episode 89 of Your Mileage May Vary. Find us on Twitter at YMMVPod or send us an email at YMMVPod at gmail.com. If you have questions, please let us know if you'd like to keep them private or if we may answer them on the show. If you have a comment, we pay $10 for any feedback received. So go ahead and do your worst. Thanks for listening. And you can hear us next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je veux et je viens Entre tes reins Je vais et je viens Je me retiens Non